Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys! Welcome to Talking at the Talons, Season 1, Episode 18. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And this episode is Drone. So, um... I have to say, like, despite sort of thinking a lot of this was dumb, I have a, like, good impression of this episode overall. Yeah! I'm not quite sure how that works. No, I actually, I tend to agree with you. Like, we had a lot of snark while we were watching it about, like, dumb dialogue stuff. And I'm not, like, there's nothing I can point to this ep- to in this episode and be like, oh, that was good. But just, like, comparatively, overall, I do feel like it was, like, kind of a good episode. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like people were, like, had good, like, character moments. Yeah. I well, I mean, we noticed really early on, first like, of all... Pete is in it a lot. Pete is and, in like, it. has and... a personality and a role in the episode. Right. So. And it, like, feels natural yeah. and good. And, like, I'm like, oh, Pete, you're cute. You know? Yeah. Like... Oh, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, um, and there's, like, disagreement between Chloe and Clark, but, like, in a way that feels, like, pretty genuine and in character for both of them and not, right. like... and, like, even, like, Lana's stuff is, like... Reasonable. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, she has, like, scenes where she talks to people and they just seem like they're natural and, like, talking to each other. Right. Stuff, exactly. Kind of. like, exactly. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, Lex's plot is pretty kind of tacked on. Yeah. But... No, definitely. And also, like, never comes back as far as I recall, so... Yeah. yeah doesn't actually have an effect on anything. Or right. Really right. relate to anything. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, on the whole... Right. Yeah, no. Not terrible. Um, also, I kind of expected them to, like, lean on the, like, alluding to Lex being a future being the yeah, future they didn't president do thing more and they did as didn't. much as that as they definitely could have. So, there was like a line. Right. But yeah, so, so the, the plot of this episode is is the uh, student council election. Um, which is like so many like teen and right. high school shows do this plot and it's so funny to me because like no student government <laughs> student government is useless. They're powerless. They can't do anything. Like every show that does this like talks about like school lunches and like budgets and stuff and it's like student student government doesn't have any input like actually on that stuff you know what they have input on like planning dances yeah like that kind of shit although i did think like like so the there's like the start of the episode there's three people running for for student council president right um they don't talk about even the existence of any other position than president right um but yeah so there's like sasha who is like this sort of intense, nerdy girl that it doesn't seem like anyone really likes, but who's, like, really driven and serious about it. Yes. Who turns out to be the one who is, like, controlling bees to knock out the other candidates. Yeah, she has magical bee-controlling kryptonite powers. Yes. Because, um, um, the year before, she, like, fell into a, like... A kryptonite crater. Kryptonite, yeah. By a million bees and almost died. Right. And then somehow they... And then somehow from that, kryptonite powers and the bees decided that, like, she was their queen now. Or something. Like, all the bees in the state. Yeah. Um... But, like, I did think, like, actually, she, she like, super cared about the election in this way that you're kind of, like, nobody really cares. But, like, her reasons were actually legitimate. Like, in that she wasn't, like, I... She didn't think that it was, like... 
going to no, mean No, she was like, I don't have any other activities. Right. She was and like, like, my parents think this is really important and I needed to get into college, which is like, actually, yeah. Yep. Like, those both make sense. Those are both things that happen. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's like Felice, who is just like... Who's the like, you're mean totally girl. prototypical, yeah. like, head cheerleader bitch stereotype. Right. Um, She's blonde. She wears a, a midriff right. showing top She's at school. Dressed really... Buffy-ish, kind of. Right, like, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Paul, who is, like, just, I guess, sort of... A- another sort of prototypical stereotype, like, like, like nerdy Asian guy. Right, um, and who gets, like, knocked out by the bees at the very beginning, so right. we don't see too much of him. Nope. Uh, Despite the fact that, spoiler alert, he's the one who wins the election in the end. Yeah, which I think is probably unrealistic, Yes. But... Whatever. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, we've, we established all of them, and, Well, like, but, I mean, okay, so here's the thing yeah. about that, because this keeps occurring to me, and, like, I'm not sure how much I actually believe that, like, how much I actually buy Clark Kent unpopular nerd. Well, no, that's true. I mean, but that's, like, like this is confusing in this episode, because it's, like, Clark, yeah, like, Pete signs Clark up to, to run for president. Right. And Pete is kind of talking about him like, people like you, and it's like, okay, I'm not, like, I would be willing to believe that people liked him, except that you kind of tried to make me think in previous episodes that he's, like, yeah, you, uh, disliked by the majority right, of the school. Right, like, you so, make it seem like... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, like, Pete at least seems, like, reasonably popular from what we know about him. Like, he's on the football team, right, he goes on know. dates with girls, this is, like... Basically, all of the information that we have about Pete Ross before this episode. No, and like Clark, Clark as a sort of like not really that out there kind of personality would not necessarily be like popular, but he seems like he'd be the kind of person that everyone was like, oh yeah, Clark, he's nice. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I just, I'm not sure I buy like Clark Kent, unpopular nerd, which seems what they're, seems to be what they're trying to sell me in a lot of these episodes. And I just like, but whatever, like that, that that this episode kind of ignores that that's a thing in previous episodes too. So it's right. like I, I don't right. know what you're trying like to do. Like it feels here. internally consistent within this episode, but within the larger right. characterization, world building stuff in the show that they're doing, I'm not sure it like actually fits in. Yeah, well and Clark also, like when Pete tries to get him into like campaigning and stuff, Clark is like, Wow, there's so many people at this school that I've never met and I'm like, No there no there aren't. No there aren't <laughs> It's not how small towns work. I know. I know. It's so, yeah, I, uh, I mean, but this is a thing that we bring up, like, yeah. practically every episode. No. Smallville writers do not actually know how small towns or, like, small yeah. town high schools right. work. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and, like, that's, I, I also feel, like, possibly, like, that the, like, mean girl character did not feel to me like a mean girl in a small town in Kansas. No way. She felt like a no mean way. girl in California. Right. Um, 100%. <laughs> so, like... 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she had, like, a bug, and, like, which I'm sure was also, like, a yeah. fun thing, but... Right. Oh, yeah. Huh. But, yeah, she just totally, like, her whole, like, dress and presentation was, like completely, like, California-y in this way, where I was like, I feel like it would be different mm, yep. in Kansas than nope. that, but... Also, I have to say, they're having student body elections. What time of year is it? No, I don't know, because there's flowers, because it's bees. It's supposed to be spring, I think, because yeah, they're like, has to be he'll spring. be, because they be, talk about be, with... They'll be, they're being elected for the next fall. 
that's not no, generally how that works. But that's what they're doing in this. I, yeah. okay. Well, and it's also, like, I don't know how old, like, what year any of these other people are in. But they're acting like Clark, as a freshman, has a good chance of getting oh, right. student body president. Usually that explicitly has to be a senior, right. doesn't it? Yeah, no. I mean, like, usually, like, I don't know. I don't know how, like, maybe with smaller schools well, they don't like, have, like, yeah. Well, was, no, didn't we have, like, class presidents? Right, that's what I'm thinking. Like, usually you have, like, class presidents, so it's, like, of your yeah. specific class. But, like, they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that if they had to do it every year for the next year, because then the freshmen wouldn't have one. Right. So, like, and I don't think... Well, and also there's, like, turnover. Yeah. And no, that doesn't... No. None of this makes sense. (laughs) No. No. This makes even less sense. And yet, I still was like, this was kind of a pretty okay episode. No, I mean, it's just, like, whatever. Like, you just kind of... I mean, all the stuff that didn't make sense was, like, this kind of thing, where it's, like... Once we start thinking about it, we're like, and that didn't make sense either. Well, it's also, like, it's all about, like, the way that, like, student councils actually work. Which it's not like, you know, like, the episode isn't about student councils. Right. It's about the characters. Right. Like, the character work was pretty good, I think, is the thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. And it's, like, also, like, some of this stuff is, like, the, like, the, like, everyone takes the student council election real seriously. Right. It's such a, like, high school movie TV show right. trope. And you're right. just kind of like, well, You're just okay, like, sure. okay, I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. Right. Fine. Right. Right. But yeah, so, I do think this was one of the first episodes where I was like, I mean, the, the special effects are always kind of bad, but this was the first one where I was like, the, the special effects episodes are, the special effects are bad, and it is, like, hurting this episode. Yeah. Because, like, the bees were really not good looking. Like, they looked no, very... they looked um, bad. Which, like, I... Also, I mean, on the other hand, I kind of appreciated that because I'm scared I was of just, bees. I was just gonna say, uh, <laughs> my next question was actually, did you have a problem with no. this episode? Because, like, if it had been spiders, I would have had issues with this episode. No, I mean, like, I'm not scared of bees quite in the way that you're scared of spiders. Sure. But, like, I, I don't... Like, I'm scared of bees in real life, and I'm actually allergic to bees, and... But, like, they were so fake. Right. That, like, stuff that might have been kind of scary was, like... No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, sort of a, you know, that was a happy side effect yeah. of the bad special effects. Right. But, like, the scene where, so there's a scene where um, Sasha is, like, we, like, see her, like, talking to the bees, and they're, like, I guess trying to cheer her up. Yeah, and so they, like, they, form like, a, a the shape of her face. Face, but they don't look like bees at all. Then they're like they just make like a big giant CGI sparkly gold face. Which it's is like so, bees are not no, sparkly and gold. It's so, so bad looking. It's yeah. so bad looking. Yeah, but yeah. So like Pete, like starts like puts. Starts a campaign for Clark. Yes. Without even asking Clark whether he wants to run. Yeah, no. So he's like, he's like, guess what, Clark? There's a new candidate in town. And Clark's like, what? And then they, like, turn the corner and there's a huge banner that Pete's put up that says, like, Clark Kent for president. And Clark is like, what? No. And then he goes home and he's like, Pete signed me up to run for president. And his parents are like, this is a great idea. And Clark's like, what? And then he goes to Lana and Lana's like, you should definitely run for president. And Clark's like... Well, okay, I guess everybody wants me to run for president, so I'm going to run for president. But at no point in this episode do I get the sense that, like, Clark really actually wants to run for president for himself. No, although I do kind of like the, um, like, as a character thing, the part where he's like, well, it's kind of nice, like, meeting people. Yeah. You know, like, I think makes sense in terms of, like, him later, like, 
being a reporter and, like, doing a job where he does get to, like, meet and talk to, like, lots yeah, of totally, people. But totally. not, like, he doesn't actually want, like, to be in charge of things. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, he really doesn't, like, he kind of gets invested in it, but just because people are kind of being, like... Right. A lot of people in his life are being, like, gung-ho about it. So yeah, like, oh, basically yeah. his only, like... The only person he regularly interacts with who is, like, not gung-ho about it is Chloe. So they get into an argument because she, as editor of the paper, endorses nerdy Asian guy right. for president. I also feel like school papers don't endorse candidates. No, that is not <laughs> so. a thing that happens. It's not but like, a thing yeah, that she gets all She gets all on Clark, like, but do you have a position on the issues? And then she talks about, like arts funding, and it's like... No! That's <laughs> no. not what student uh, councils have student authority councils over. Student councils don't have issues. Uh, no, that would be the, the school board. they do, like, arts funding is not one of them. No. So. No. No. Yeah. But no, there's, like, there's, like, a couple of cute scenes with Pete where he's all, like, like, sort of politically savvy on the high school <laughs> well, level right. and politically then, savvy. Right, well, then, and, and then at one point, like, uh... Like, Clark is like, okay, but, like, what do I say in my speech? What are my issues? And Pete's like, oh, that's not my area. <laughs> yeah. Like... But he's got, like, he does have, like, his area is, like, uh, I don't know, the, like, what did, meet and greet What did something. he say? What was his line? He had a it's cute like, line. It's like meetings and something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, we can't but, remember yeah. it now, but he no, had a cute line about, like, oh, speeches aren't my job. Like, that's not my area. Um... Yeah. So, it was, it was nice just getting some good, like... Clark Pete interaction. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah, and like, so Lana's. Oh, and also at one point, Chloe asks Pete what his platform is, and he says, truth, justice, and other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) No, and then Clark has this conversation with Lex, uh, where Lex quotes something that has the phrase man of tomorrow in it. Right. And like, Clark decides he's gonna use that as his motto. Yeah. Um, but so we're just, like, like real hard yeah. in on the, like, Superman... Yeah. Well, you know. Like, yes. Which, like, doesn't so. make any sense as a motto for a school election. No, like, what not does that really. Mean? Okay. No. no. Um, but, yeah. Um, Although there is a cute interaction between Clark and Lex at the end of the episode, yeah. where Clark's like, well, like, you know, I guess you can have your slogan back, and Lex is like, no, you keep it. And yeah. it's just like, oh, babies. Yep. Um... Yeah, so so there's like Lana's subplot. Oh yeah, so I mean, is, so then, so yeah, so well, Sasha's like yeah, so Sasha's attacking, attacking the other so she candidates. Is, she yeah, Paul is like put in the hospital by the attack at the beginning, but they say he'll be like fine. He'll be recovered spring. by yeah by like um, next fall. But then she attacks Felice. Like first she like I think she like tries to threaten Felice, but Felice does not in fact notice that that is what she's doing. Well, um, she's. Sasha's no. kind of bad no, right. at issuing threats. No, right. She's not that great at it. She says some stuff about queen bees that's fairly obscure. Yeah, so, no. Or, like, obtuse, you know, like, yeah. Um, right. And and then and then Felice is, is, yeah, attacked by bees, and she's, like, put in a coma, so we never really find out if she's even, like... Yeah, like, so there aren't any life. actual deaths in this episode. There's, like, two put on an ambulance. Yeah, basically. two people get put on an ambulance, um, one of which is the kryptonite freak of the week. Right, because then, uh, um, Sasha attacks Clark while he's at the Talon working on his speech with Lana. Yes. And so he, like, 
Well, he stuffs Lana into a phone booth, first of all. Why is there a phone booth? Well, so it's actually, Okay, I like, suppose it's an old school theater, so I guess. Yeah. No, it's actually, there was a, there was a phone booth like that in, um, in one of the hallways at my college, and, like, it's just, yeah, like I said, into the wall, little phone booth thing, and I think, like, keep, like you know, keep it around, because it's kind of, like, sure, like, cool, or whatever. Like, cool, like as, as Italian, kind right? of, yeah, right. Um, it's, like, you know, sure. it's, like, a fun, weird thing. Um right. But yeah, so, so, and then he, like, goes into this back room, and then, like, rips a pipe off the wall, which is deli- some sort of, like, I don't know, there's, like, coolant or... Right, I don't think that makes any sense, actually. It, like, freezes all the bees and coats everything in, like, frost. Right. It's, like, what, it's a pipe full of coldness. I don't know. Um. Is it, yeah, was it, like, being delivered to, like... The refrigeration units, or I don't in the... feel like that's how that works. Though, I have no idea how any I of this like plumbing or whatever really works. Like, I guess so. But yeah, and then so of course like so then the room is like covered in dead bees, and also like that pipe's been pulled out of the wall. Well, Lana and... at least in the next scene mentions like insurance, right? Paperwork. But like given that like Lana's subplot for this episode is that she's having trouble keeping the towel in a flip because there's no customers, you'd think he could have tried harder to like. Get the bees out of there before he started destroying property. True, but nah. I mean, whatever. And also, like, I don't know how he explains. Yeah, what I was happens. just gonna say, how does he explain how he did that? Because you could not, with normal human strength, either rip that pipe no. off the wall or like hold it with bare hands, no. without gloves, without getting like, like frostbite. super serious yeah. frostbite. So, like, yeah, I don't know how what he says happens in there. Yeah. But okay. Um, and so... But yeah, then Sasha tries to, like, attack uh, Martha instead. Um, and, like, when Clark, like, kind of confronts her. And, like, then she tries to attack Martha with the bees. Yes, and um, it doesn't work. Because, like, so... Clark gets her out of the way. And then Clark goes back to her, like, garage... Garage campaign um, headquarters place. Where there's, like, a huge beehive in little rafters. Right. Um, and... And somehow, like... And then, like, I don't know. They They talked earlier about, like... That if the bees, like, if she lost control of them, they would turn against her. Yeah, but the way that she's controlling them is she's apparently emitting, like, like, queen bee pheromones now. And also, interestingly, Clark seemed to be the person this episode would read the script. He first suggested the thing, and then Chloe went and, like, looked into it and came back with a bunch of facts. Right. um, Right. Somehow. But, like, how on earth did Clark jump to the conclusion of... Oh, Sasha is controlling bees to attack people. Well, right. Well, and also, like, Chloe, like, lampshades that that was a big leap. Right! In that conversation, right. which is like, Chloe, that's, like, exactly the leap that you are constantly doing. Right. But, right. okay. No, but yeah, so, like, so Clark's read the script this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they, like, said, like, some if she, somehow she could lose control, but then, like, at the end of the episode, she just, like, does, but it's not really clear why or how. No. I feel like it's supposed to be somehow, like, the bees sense weakness in her. Like, she starts getting, like, worried. Like, she starts getting, like, worried that she's going to lose and, like, insecure, and then the bees, like, turn against her. I guess that's maybe. how that works. But yeah, so, like, they're 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 in the barn and they're attacking, they're, you know, going to be, like, attack her, and then, like, Clark explodes some propane tanks, <laughs> which causes a huge explosion again. Yes. And, like, yes. somehow protects her by, like, covering her up. He, yeah, he, he's... like, jumps on top of her, and that clearly protects her. Also, like, she would have seen 
that. Like, yeah, well, although she might have been knocked out pretty early in the I thing. I guess, but um, still, like... But, I mean, at the end of that, she's just unconscious, and, like, he's like, well, I've got to take take her to a hospital. End of scene. No mention of her again. Yeah, and then we so don't see her So she's very much put on, put on an ambulance. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, that's, like, you know, the thing about that, though, about him protecting her is, like, he does lots of stuff, like, Superman does lots of stuff. Sure. Where it's like, okay, but he couldn't actually protect. Like, if he flies right. at a real high speed while, like, carrying someone, they should be injured, you know? Right. Um, so people have theorized that, like, his invulnerability is, like, a telekinetic thing that can instend, extend slightly outside of his body. Right. Yeah. Now that you say that, that's, I feel like I've read, like, yeah, no, right. wanky internet discussions about because this. Because the thing is, like, there is, like, lots of stuff that if you try and be like that about it, like, Superman should not be able to that's do. That's true. So. That's true. Um, so yeah, so but that's like the main plot. But then and then Paul wins, um, and he's but he's still like in the hospital, and we don't see him. Yes, um, and uh, they're they're having the like celebration at the Talon. Yep, which they imply is going to fix this whole no one comes to the Talon problem. Yeah, oh, as well as like um, Lana, uh, found out that the competing coffee shop yeah the beanery has had health inspection problems. Yes, and so. and sent a, one of Chloe's reporter friends out on that story. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then there's there's plots this episode with, I mean, Lana and the talent ties in a little bit to Lex, but there's Lex's whole plot. Right. Um, yeah, well, so there's, like, Chloe's Also, thing. inexplicably, there's, like, a theme of, like, People quoting The Godfather yeah, in this episode. I don't know. They just like started doing that. I don't know why. Lampshaded it and ran with it. Yeah, I have any particular relevance to anything? No, it didn't even tie into like the larger theme of like the kryptonite no. mutant or anything really. Um, but yeah, there's the Chloe thing where where she supports Paul and like her and Clark are like arguing and having a fight about it for a little right. while, which is like they're they're you know Chloe's entirely correct that Clark doesn't. Like, in as much yes. as we're taking this seriously at right. all, she's right. right that he doesn't have a platform or even really want to be doing this. No, actually. he's not qualified. So, he doesn't, and he doesn't actually want to be on, like, student right. government. So, yeah. But he's, like, angry at her for a little bit for, like, not supporting him or whatever. Right. They right. get over it pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, yeah. Reasonably, so. Right. Um, also, there's this whole thing where, like, Clark tells her, like, I don't like fighting with you, you know, like, this past year with my parents and... And Lana. And Lana, like, everything's changing and you've been the one constant in my life. Which, one, like, she wouldn't even understand the, like, stuff with his parents because largely that it has to do with him, like, no, right. finding has, out about, she like... She doesn't know anything about anything changing with his parents. Right, right. Because that's, that's largely being an alien. <laughs> right, exactly. It's about him being an alien, which she doesn't know about yet. And two, Pete... Pete is at the same position. Like, right. Pete's been pretty constant for you, buddy. No, he was just in this episode earlier? Or we have we... Oh, I see. We've forgotten about Pete again. Yeah. No, and also it's, like, kind of weird to be, like, about Lana. Like, everything's changing. Because it's, like, basically if... Like, that's accurate in the sense that before Lana was someone you had a crush on but were not even friends with and did not talk to and now you're friends with her. Right. Like, that's not, like, a upheaval that it's really difficult to adjust right, to. Right, exactly. Like, that's an unequivocally good thing. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's, but, sure, whatever. Right. They're laying the groundwork for the, like, awkward, abortive 
Clark Chloe, Clark Chloe stuff. Right, so. which, like, does not actually really even happen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so... so that's, like, that's all that. Uh, like, yeah, so, but, like, all of those plots are, like, really well pulled together. Yes. Um, and then there's, like, Lex's thing, which is kind of, like... Okay, okay so Lex's thing is that... There's a woman on the side of the road who's having car trouble. He pulls over to, like, talk with her. And it's right. really obvious, like, she's got this, like, bright red sports car. And yeah. she's got, like, She's a... wearing a tiny skirt and sticking her butt out into the road. Right. Like, like I, it, I, it's honestly kind of unbelievable how long it takes for him to realize that she's trying to, like, get at him. Because, right. Because, like, come on, dude. And it's, like, uh, and he says it's, like, a couple miles away from the mansion. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> buddy. Anyway, it turns out that she's a journalist who's trying to write a story about him. Yeah, she's like somebody church castle. Somebody castle. Carrie Castle. Carrie Castle. That um, sounds right. And she's played by this actress who's like Well, so she's in um Wet Hot American Summer, the movie and the more recent oh, TV yeah. show. And she's also in um, Runaway Jury. Runaway right? Jury and uh We recognized uh, Queen her Queen of the Damned. Yeah. We recognized <laughs> her from a bunch of stuff. Yes. Which actually like a, Several of those things were before this episode of Smallville. So, like, huh. he was in movies, like, before this. Weird. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you take work where you can Yeah, no, it, right. But, like, yeah. Um, and she, like, never shows up again, right? I don't think so. I don't remember her showing up again. We'll see. But anyway, so she, uh... So, yeah, so she's a journalist yes. from Metropolis. She says she's gonna to... write this, like, flattering story about him... And then it turns out she's writing an unflattering story about him. Ooh, shocking. And, like, at the very end, it does turn out that she had been hired by Lionel. Which Lex had, like, suspected from the beginning. And then, but Lex, like, bribes her by... Well, he makes himself... Does he get... He he... get... He may or may not... It's a little unclear, but he may or may not... It was weird. Get Get somebody... well, he may or not get somebody fired in order right. to I don't know. He like offer her a much more senior right. job at her at the newspaper she's at. Right. Um in which exchange is like, for like not which writing is the unfair. Neither the planet nor the Inquisitor. Right. It's like no. the journal. Or it's something? the journal. So there's yeah. like three major newspapers in Metropolis. Is that plausible? Well, she says at one point, like, we're not a... I mean, the Inquisitor's, like, a tabloid. Right. But they've mentioned it a lot. Right. uh, Or they mentioned it a lot in this show. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the journal, then, by this episode, is implied to be, like, more legit newspaper. Right. Like, the planet. But I don't know if they ever mentioned the journal again, so... Right. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so, um... But yeah, they basically have, like, a series of, like, semi-flirty, semi-hostile, you know, yeah, she discusses... dialogue that is supposed to be very clever, but isn't necessarily that clever kind right. of conversation. Right. Right. And... Um, which, um, I did like that one po- point where she says, like, my journalism teacher always said... If you want to, if you want to defeat Goliath, you have to find his Achilles oh, yeah. heel. Yeah, And I was like, well, that's a mixed metaphor. And, and then, then Lex was like, that's a mixed metaphor. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was like... really funny. We had to rewind the line because <laughs> as soon as he said it, like, Alex wasn't even done saying, like, mixed metaphor before Michael Rosenbaum opened his mouth and had a line about, like, I see they teach, they, yeah, they. They're, they're big on mixed they're, metaphors at, at, at something, whatever something community, community college. college. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, all right, so. All yep. Right. Yep, yep. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of it. Yeah, no, not a lot. Like, the, I, I feel like that doesn't even, like, really come together 
into anything meaningful for Lex as a character. Not which is weird because really. like normally that stuff does. Right, so here it's just kind of like. Think, eh, I mean, do we want to talk like Lex evilness? Because he doesn't actually blackmail her. No, he. He doesn't even no. suggest anything underhanded to Lana with her no. business. Like, he essentially bribes that reporter. He bribes her, right. But um, it's a bribe, it's not right. that's like, a blackmail like, or a threat. Right. That's like, um, you know, in terms that's, of, like, right. he reporting, or, that's not ideal, but, like, it's not very evil. No, I mean, he may or may not have... Well, that's gotten yeah. that person but that's fired, very but it's very vague. I'm gonna say like two. Yeah, no, because it's not really clear how he has any influence at that paper at all. He just kind right. of says that he does. Right, right. Yeah, I'm gonna say two. I think. I think two. Yeah. So Lex evilness rating two, and they're not even really like, um, like in the conversation where he. He's talk. He tells Clark he wants to be president one day. They yeah. don't even like the tone of that is not be- not even particularly like ooh, and he's going to be no. evil. Like, no, it's honestly it's like, like it's he just not wants like to be president. ominous or <laughs> yeah or anything. But yeah, so it's it, that's a weird conversation. No, I mean and it's really cute, but it feels like it actually is. like super nice and like not at all ominous in this right, way no, that you're kind just... of like, why isn't this more ominous? Right, it should be ominous. Like, given But no, they're just, they're just being cute friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, sure. Right. That's good, too. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. This episode is, like, the thing is, like, we just spent this entire time picking this episode apart and listening to our discussion of it. Like, I wouldn't think this was a good episode. No, I liked it. I don't know. Except I liked it. that it wasn't that bad an episode. Yeah. Like, certainly by Smallville standards. Right. Well, I mean, exactly. And at this point, you know, we're pretty far into this, so we've gotten pretty enmeshed in, like, what Smallville standards are and right. how low that is. Right. But, like, it, it, you know, the overall feeling of it was, like, the, it, it made sense on a character level at every step, pretty much, you know? Right, that's which is, I think, so I think you're right that, that like, happen. yeah, that, like, so often there's, like, some character thing is, like, infuriating or wrong or missing or just doesn't make sense and, like... The character stuff all kind of flowed, which I think proves just like for writing. Like if you make your characters yeah, make no, sense, the plot, the plot, you like, can forgive a lot of, of like, stuff. Yeah, of like stuff making sense in terms of like real world like mechanics or like sci fi bullshit or whatever it doesn't matter nearly so much. Right, right. Like I think I think it's a lot of stuff that people really hate on for having like bad like logic in terms of plot. It wouldn't actually matter if the character stuff worked, but you pick on the plot stuff because the character stuff doesn't work. Right. And, like, that's, right. a, that's an easy thing to, like, pick on. You yeah, know? definitely. I agree. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, so overall, generally, nice. Not a bad episode. So, um, Rex. Yeah, so, so we just have one Rex, but it's actually, yeah. like, really, really good for this episode. Yeah, it's really because, super um, relevant. Uh, so, uh, the wreck is, is called, uh, it's a fic called Making History, uh, mm-hmm. by Bagheera-san. Um, and... Uh, so, it, it, it's about, um... It's about, so in the comics, um, at some point... Like, uh, I, Pete Ross becomes... Yeah, Pete Ross, uh, Lex is president, and yeah. Pete Ross is his vice, pres- vice right. president. Right, Um, which, like, I don't actually know much about how that works in the comics. No, I haven't read um, that whole... I just know that that's the thing that Plot happens. line, yeah, right. Um, but so this is, like, the Smallville future fake where, like, that is happening. Oh, this is set during the election. Yes. Um, 
And so um, Chloe is, like, interviewing Yeah, so this is in the format Pete. of, like, Chloe runs this, like, superhero and metahuman-themed radio show. Yeah. And she's interviewing, um, actually, uh, she has, she has Lex, Pete, and Clark on. Yeah. Clark as Superman. Right, uh, right. All at the same time, and she's, like, interviewing them about the election and yeah. like, metahuman stuff specifically. Um, so it, it does involve, like, a lot of stuff from future seasons of Smallville as well. Yes, um, but... It's but it picks up on like the the, the like the characterization of Pete on this episode in this episode a lot and, like, particularly kind of yeah from that and it's like really a Pete focused fic in a lot of ways which is so rare um, in Smallville no fandom. I mean which I don't blame anyone because right not because the writers with. consistently um, forgot he existed so why should fandom but yeah like I mean like but if you're like, gonna yeah. try and find somewhere somewhere to take Pete this is a good episode to start with because he like actually does stuff absolutely yeah Pete was great in this episode. Um... But yeah, so I mean, so uh, so we really love this fic, and actually plan to hopefully one day record a pod fic of it. Yeah, which I mean, given that it's formatted as a radio show, yes. it'll be fun. Right, exactly. And I am always looking for more Chloe-based Smallville works to pod fic, because I love Chloe and doing Chloe voice. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, it's like there's a lot of stuff going on in it. It's like, it, it has an interesting, like, kind of perspective on... um the idea of metahumans and meteor mutants and, like, the way that, like, they're treated narratively by Smallville. Yeah. And, like, the way that they're... I mean, like, they kind of, like, takes it into place that's a little bit, like, X-Men mutant style. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. It, it it evokes a lot of that same... Like, political issues. Yeah, right, well, I mean, because it is about a political election. Right. Like, an right. actual election, not a high school student right. government election. Right. Um... And but yeah, then also like Pete's like it's a it's a fic where Pete is a meteor mutant and um and like his mutation is kind of tied into do you not remember this part? I so I remember there was something so I haven't you've yeah. reread this fic much more recently yeah. than I have. Because I, I have definitely read this fic, but it's been like years. Well so he's got he's got the like power to like remove people's mutations. Oh, right, 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 right. Which is this, yes. like, you know, very, like, psychologically influenced by him, like, knowing Clark and, like, being jealous sure, of Clark and that sure, kind of idea. Sure. So, like, yeah. yeah. Um, right, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I also kind now. of deals with some of, like, the, like, season six and seven Lex stuff. Sure. Because um, it was probably written around then. Yeah. But, um, but it's a really interesting thing. Really, like, yeah, it's really, it's really, it's pretty funny and cute and yes. also like yeah a nice exploration exploration of pete yes definitely so yeah definitely highly recommend that yeah. and if you I would do. like to participate in our pod in our pod fic of this that that is going to happen at a future unspecified time let us know yeah. i do um when we record this pod fic it's going to be yet another multi-voice pod fic where I don't get to say the best lines that my character <laughs> says, or my favorite lines that my character says, because there's like some really good funny Lex lines, but they happen in a section that's Pete's point of view. Right, right, yes, which was, which was also the issue you had when we did that <laughs> when we did when a, we did a Chicago's South Most Wanted Chicago's produced South. Wanted. Yeah, right, because all of the best Fraser lines came in my Ray parts. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, but it's a really, it's a really fun fic with great, just fun, snappy dialogue. And yeah, like we said, like 
a pretty rare, awesome character exploration of Pete. So yeah. you should check it out. Yep. Uh, so that should do it for this episode. I feel like we ran short. We did, but that's fine. I mean, no, absolutely. It's just like... There was a lot to just say. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of interesting that the, the episode that we actually kind of like the most of, like, the most re- the recent episodes we've done, we have, like, the little, the least to say about. There's but... more to say No, I mean, totally. Shitty. Totally. Absolutely. That makes sense. When you're... And the other thing, too, is, like, this this one wasn't, like... No, this wasn't, It wasn't like, one where yeah. we're... Like I we said at the beginning, of, like, like, there's not, there's not a thing where I'm, thing. like... Where I'm like, I can point to this yeah. part and be like, I like that. It was just like, I just got a general feeling of like, this was kind of a good episode. Yo, yeah. no really concrete reasoning. Just, it yeah. felt like a good episode. Yeah. So, anyway. So, as usual, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast. If you want to uh, let us know what you think on the iTunes store, maybe give us a review or a rating, and let us know your thoughts, recs, feelings, anything. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Only 198 episodes to go.